This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're being supported on our way into episode number 51. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I'm super excited today because I have Nikki Knowles here with me. She is a donor certified birth doula. She had a natural and supported birth with her daughter three years ago, and since then has felt called to give other women the same support that she had. Welcome to the podcast, Nikki, and thank you so much for being a guest. Oh, Kristen, thank you so much for letting me be on. I can't wait to uh, dive into the details of the doula world. Okay, so let's get started. The biggest question that I hear is, of course, what is a doula? So, a doula. Uh, doula is actually Greek for woman servant, and um, basically what a doula is is a labor uh, and support coach for a mom that's in labor. Um, we um, deal with the emotional and physical support of a mom during the birthing process. Uh, we help with various uh, positions and um, uh, comfort measures and, and things of that nature. So we're there to support the mom and the partner um, during the birthing process and before and also um, postpartum. Okay. So how how are you as a doula different than, say, a midwife? That is the most common question. <laughs> Most people think a doula is a midwife. I'm like, no, there's a little bit of a difference. Uh, so basically, a doula is strictly there for emotional and physical support. We don't do anything medical. Uh, a midwife uh, is there to do cervical checks, uh, to monitor the baby's uh, fetal heart rate and things of that nature. They are on the medical side. We don't do anything medical. We are not trying to do anything medical. We're strictly there for the emotional and physical support of the mom. Okay, that makes sense. Now, tell me, why would a mom consider a doula? Well, in my personal opinion, I think every woman should have a doula. Um, especially if you, let's take, for example, if you're in a hospital setting. So um, a lot of times that, um, most oftentimes, they're not really familiar, especially if this is their first baby, they're not familiar on how to keep their uh, their wife or their partner um, going and motivated or even helping to uh, find ways to comfort the mother in labor. Um, it's outside of their scope of knowledge. They've never seen it before. Uh, so that's where a doula comes in. A doula is helping the mom cope. We're just coaching them through labor. And we're also there to kind of, you know, keep the dad calm, you know, say, okay, this is normal. You know, she's all of these pains that she's feeling is completely normal and it's fine. Um, but um, also just to have that uh, another woman in the room with you constantly to kind of help you get through this, a woman that, you know, a lot of times doulas, not everyone, uh, but a lot of times doulas are mothers themselves and have possibly, you know, maybe even had the type of birth that you're desiring. Um, so it's, it's, it's comforting to have that woman there to support you 
and to say, hey, this is going to be fine. I've been through this. I know what you're going through and just kind of coach you along, you know, versus, you know, having the father there uh, and he's like, honey, it'll be fine. And she'll look at him. How do you know it'll be fine? You've never done this before. So, um, and, you know, I, I guess a doula would also be, you know, maybe like a marriage counselor too, you know, kind of keeping the marriage together. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I really think that it's just, it's a great support for moms, um, especially just to look at another woman and say, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. She's been there. Um, and it's just that woman-to-woman connection. Yeah, I think that's really very valid that, I mean, there's something special there to know that somebody mm-hmm. who's been there and done that and she's there to support you. Absolutely. So just to, fo- to follow up with that, so you, as a doula, you're going to stay for the long haul. You're not going to be like, you know, say a nurse would be popping in and out, and often a doctor might not get there, but you're going to, you know, you're going to be there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my motto is a doula never leaves. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> We just don't, you know, we, um, the benefit to that is um, we're we're there the entire time. We don't have another mom that we're attending to when we're there to birth with you. You know, nurses have, you know, several other patients that they're checking on and, you know, the same as doctors. So they can't spend that one-on-one time with you the whole time. You know, they, that's why we're so valuable, I think, to not only to moms and dads, but also to the nursing staff. You know, there are a lot of things that we can do, like get extra pillows or blankets or things like that, you know, where you don't have to call the nurse and constantly to do those things. But we're always there. We stay, you know, through the birthing process until you deliver and, you know, an hour to two hours after to help you with nursing if you need assistance with that, if that is your plan. Okay. Now, you mentioned dads and how you support you know, how you can support the dad and act like a marriage counselor and everything. But yeah. <laughs> dad is really, you know, if he's really gung-ho about being the birth partner and he and mom have done some work, what kind of support do you offer in that situation? Oh, I always say that a doula and a dad or partner, whoever, uh, we work together. Like, we have to. One cannot work without the other. Um you know, I a lot of what I do as a doula is um, I'm I want dads to participate, so I'll show them certain comfort measures that they can do. Um, I'll you know direct them, hey, it's okay if you want to love on your wife. You know, sometimes they're they're just they just don't know what to do, and yeah. um, and so I let them know, hey, this is okay. This is probably what she's needing right now. If she doesn't need it, it's fine. She'll let you know, and she's. Not attacking you, it's just, you know, she doesn't need it right now. But also, too, dads are sometimes afraid to leave the room uh, because there's no one there with the mom. They may have to go to the waiting room and update family members or, you know, just even, you know, take a restroom break or just grab a bite to eat. And that's what your doula is there for so that, you know, the mother isn't alone. Um, but we have to work together. It's, you know, it's a team effort. So dads and doulas are, they just go hand in hand. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, mm-hmm. you said that you mentioned that you're looking at positions and things that you can suggest to dad. So, what kind of things and how do you how do you know these things besides just your personal experience? But what works for one mom doesn't always work for another. So, I know that you have essentially a whole toolbox of things. 
how right. do you figure all this stuff out? Is it just from working with moms or what kind of training, continuing education do you as a doula do? Well, so um, basically the training is uh, all doulas um, usually, they should, um, have taken, taken some sort of uh, doula training course. I personally myself went through uh, DONA, which is Doulas of North America, um, I did a training course with them, and um, I was trained by a donor uh, trainer, a uh, three-day course, um, and that included all types of comfort measures, uh, techniques, and um, things that a doula could put in, you know, her doula bag to help manage the pains of labor, uh, breastfeeding knowledge, um, childbirth education. Uh, there were lots of documents and books and things of that nature that we had to read in order to become certified. So once you learn that, then you go out in the field and you do your work. It's just like college, like you have this knowledge, but, you know, once you actually get into your field of work and you're like, okay, <laughs> it's a little, yeah. you learn a little bit, yeah, you learn a little bit more. So what works for one mom may not work for all moms. And so that's where you're, um, that's where you just kind of have to figure it out. And that's where it, communication is very big with uh, the mom, dad, and the doula. We all have to talk to each other and communicate what's going on. So if I put a mom in a certain position and it's just not working for her, well, okay, I have something else that we can do. You know, it's just kind of figuring out how to help that mom manage it. And it's just, it's, it's really, her communicating with me and me looking at her and reading her body language and hearing her labor and just trying to figure out what works best for her. Oh, I love the way that you said that, just reading her. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if mom's chosen a hospital birth, mm -hmm. what's your role in that kind of a situation? Actually, I think doulas are most effective in a hospital situation. So a lot of times, you know, moms, they, um, good or bad, have a negative association with a hospital and birthing there. Um, so a, how a doula plays into that role is, um, especially the doula that's trained in working in hospitals, we kind of know how they operate to some extent and kind of what's expected. So we're there, there to just kind of guide them through certain situations, letting them know that, you know, okay, well, these are some of the options that they may present to you or these are some of the things they may say to you. Or, you know, this is this hospital's, you know, standard protocol. For example, if we're checking in, hey, you may have to be monitored for, you know, X amount of time, but we can do these different positions while you're monitored, and then we can do this or we can walk off with. Just giving them different um different options of things that they could possibly do in a hospital setting that they may not know that they have those options to do. Okay. If a mom has chosen a, a home birth, I often hear that, oh, I don't need a doula because I'm going to have a home birth and I'm going to have a midwife there. But in my experience, a doula is helpful in a home birth. Can mm -hmm. you share why, you know, if you found that to be true? Oh, it's the, the, the same rules apply as far as positioning and reading the mother. You know, um, if, if you don't know what to do to help manage that labor, what are you going to do? 
So that's why you have a doula. Regardless if you're at a birthing center, you're at a home birth, or you're in a hospital, you know, same rules apply. The doula is there to help you manage that pain of labor. You know, so even if you do have a midwife, that's great, but the midwife still is really concerned about, you know, how your baby is doing. Um, she's worried about your health, which is that's what you want your midwife to do. And she may not... Um, may or may not, uh, you know, try to help you get into different positions and, and, you know, kind of coach you through that labor. That's where the doula comes in. Everybody plays a certain part. I don't play the part of a midwife, and the midwife usually will not play the part of a doula. My job is very specific. I'm worried about you keeping your head in the game and, and really trying to get through this labor um, as best as you can and get your desired outcome. So... Okay, so you're you're not the medical provider like the midwife. You're the one who's just there, like you said, for the physical and the emotional support. And there's just so much there's so much benefit to having that extra layer at a right. birth, no matter where right. you're at. I'm always a believer in throwing everything you can at your birth, and you know if it doesn't turn out the way that you hope for, at least you've thrown everything at it and you don't look back and say, man, if I had just hired, you know, a doula or, you know, whatever, if I just hired a midwife instead of them. You know, if you if you want a certain type of birth, if you throw everything at it, you know, I think that's the important thing. It's, it's like, why not? You know, a doula is almost like insurance. You know, just why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and I know we're actually, we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but in, we're going to talk about some scientific evidence that proves that it's good insurance. But before mm -hmm. we get to that, let's talk a little bit more about your role. Now, you mentioned that you have some training in childbirth education and everything and that you can help them navigate the procedures at the hospital or know what may be certain protocol. So how do you as a doula how can you help the family understand their choices in birth? Well, I think being in a hospital setting and kind of knowing, you know, protocol, I think if you don't know that you have options, then you don't. And um, that's kind of where a doula comes in. So um, we do birth plan, what's called birth plan meetings or how I like to call them now, birth guide meetings, because I think sometimes... Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you have a plan, if it doesn't go according to plan, you just like, oh, God, no, nothing's working correctly. But, you know, plans change all the time, and you have to be prepared for it. So um, we do a birth guide meeting and um, just basically go over, like, a standard um, check-in to the hospital and how the, a birth would usually play out. And then we discuss options. We discuss you know, are you okay with this procedure versus that procedure? What if you need this? How do you feel about that? And just kind of let them know that, you know, they don't always have to uh, make a, a, a certain decision. They can choose other things. They can delay things if they want to or just not do them at all. Um, and I think if you are uh, prepared in that way, then you enter your birth differently. You have a different outlook. You go into your birth without fear. Uh, knowing that you do have options and choices uh, when it comes to laboring. One question that I get a lot from moms is 
they want to feel in control and confident during birth. And you talking about how, you know, knowing their options helps them feel confident going into birth. And I think that's really valid, and that really does help ease fear and take away fear, like you said. But one thing that a lot of the moms in my classes worry about is, you know, what if I lose it, or what if I have a contraction that's just so horrible, and everything goes downhill. So I'm sure that you've had moms who hit that point where there's just an overwhelming one or where they're, they can't see the baby at the end of the labor or whatever. Right. So how do you help a mom in that situation so that she can – she can regain her confidence and and work through her birthing. Well, it's so funny that you asked that question. I um I had a birth uh this past weekend and um this mother, I just it was just such a special moment. Um I I don't know what it was about this birth, but it was very very special. Um I just felt um the spirit in the room. It was it was very Interesting, but she did get to a point where she just lost it. She lost it, and it, it happens. It happens. Um, but I do remember, and I and I try to do this often. But this this particular time that I did this, what I'm about to tell you, uh, she was overcome with emotion, and she just got right back in the game. So she, there was a point where she was leaning over the bed, and she's like, "Nikki, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I can't." And I'm like, "You're almost there. You got it. You got it." And um, and I knew that I had, for an instant, I lost her. And I said, okay, I know what I need to do. So I whispered to the dad. I was like, listen, this is what I need you to do. And he handed me his phone, and then I put it in front of her, and it was a picture of her sonogram of her baby. And I uh-huh. told her, I said, this is what you're doing this for. And that's all she needed. And she she just started crying, and she's like, I can do this. I can do this. Because I think sometimes as a mom, when we're in labor, we kind of forget what we're doing it for. You know, we think that, oh, it's just this pain that's never going to end. What's the reason? Why, why, why? And to have that visual of that baby and to go back to that moment when you saw that sonogram and how excited you were, it kind of gets you right back into it. It gets you connected with that baby again. It gets you connected with your body again. And you're like, absolutely, I can do this. Absolutely. Oh, that's a beautiful story. It made me tear up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I do. I, I'm so sappy. But, um, no, I really I, I think that's so true. One of the things that... I always encourage moms that when you're given birth, you know, there, it may be intense or you may experience mm-hmm. pain, but just remember that you're not in this alone. There's another person working with you absolutely. and that's your baby. Absolutely. And yes, I really, absolutely. I've had so many moms who have said, you know, they've come back after their baby was born and say, Kristen, I remembered what you said about I'm working with my baby. And I really do think that that yep. is so empowering. So it I is. just love that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's let's talk about something that won't make Kristen cry on the air. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. No, I no, I'm I'm just as savvy. I cry all the time too. I cried at a commercial earlier. I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we've convinced mom that she needs to hire a doula. So what can mm-hmm. she expect or what what do do you have appointments with her or when should she call you if she thinks her labor's starting that sort of thing? 
Well, um, once you've interviewed a doula um, and you've decided that you want to work with that doula, um, I um, once you, once the doula is hired, um, that doula is available to you. Well, I will say myself um, in the practice that I'm with, um, that doula is available to you 24/7. And what that means is. Um, uh, Whenever you have a question, um, email, phone call, text message, you know, we're available to you to talk to you um, at any time. Now, I know certain doulas may do it differently, so I'm only speaking from my perspective and how I am with, with my clients. Um, I'm available to them wh whatever question. I always say, just treat me like Google. If you, you know, because sometimes you'll Google <laughs> something and it's like, no, you get like 50 different answers. You know, yep. um, I always say, just call me. If it's a medical question, then I will direct you to your physician, you know, your your midwife or your OB. Um, I, I can't answer, answer medical questions. Um, but if it's just general questions here or there, that's what your doula is for. Now, um, after we meet, um, usually your doula will do a, um, a um, doctor visit with you just to meet with your doctor and Say, hey, I'm, you know, Nikki, you know, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy doula lady, you know, this is, you know, I'm not trying to catch the baby or anything, you know, I'm just there to support. Uh, just so when a doctor enters the room, you know, there's some sort of rapport and they say, oh, okay, that's the doula I remember. Um, and um, also, um, we'll do a birth guide meeting, like I mentioned before, and just kind of go over your choices. Um, and then after that, you know, whenever you feel that you're in labor, you know, call me up, say, hey, this is what's happening, what's going on, and, you know, we'll kind of go from there, and um, we'll labor with you at home for as long as, you know, you feel that you want to be at home, you know, head to the hospital, labor there some more, have your baby, and then um, stay with you a little bit afterwards, and um, and then usually within two weeks of your delivery, we'll do um, a postpartum visit just to make sure that you're okay. But the asterisk to that is that your doula is kind of in your life forever because it's hard to go through such a life-changing event with someone and never talk to them again. So <laughs> I always tell my moms, I always tell my clients, I say, don't treat me like a one-night stand. Please stay in contact <laughs> with me. <laughs> I want to know how that baby is doing. You know, I, you know, I saw your child take, you know, his or her first breath, and I, you know, I, we're there's just a connection that you feel with that person, and and so you're kind of just kind of there always and forever, you know. Yeah, I like that. I love that you do the follow-up appointment. I I don't know if that's the thing that a lot of doulas do, but I hadn't heard about that. So that's really sweet. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard. I think as a mother, you know, anybody that's had a child, they know the first two weeks of that baby being born is just like, what did I sign myself up for? Yes. And and knowing that you have someone to call that was there, or, you know, even to go back and let's talk about your birth, you know, the point of the postpartum visit is to make sure that you're doing okay. Is baby nursing? Are you sleeping? You know, let's talk about your birth. What are some of the things that you loved? What are some of the things you wish you could have changed or, you know, whatever. Let's process it because who else do you really have to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of your birth with other than your, you know, besides your doula? I mean, the husband, yeah, it's great. Y'all went through this experience together. But kind of the emotional side of it, too, because sometimes it's hard for your partner to relate. 
to the emotional side of it as a woman giving birth, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really good to kind of process it and talk about it, you know? Even if it wasn't the birth you were expecting, that's when it's really important to process it and um, just kind of, you know, like it's okay for you to talk about it, you know? And I always feel like it's okay for you to – not every mom is going to get the birth that she wants, you know? Um, that's just the reality of the situation. Um, things because things happen. It's life. Things happen. So I always tell my mom that at the end of the day, if you don't get the birth you desire, it's okay to mourn that. It's okay to mourn the birth that you didn't have. It's totally fine. You know, um, everyone always says, you know, well, you, you have a healthy baby. That's great, but don't. Dis- we shouldn't dismiss that mother's desire to have that certain birth and just say, don't, don't worry about it, because we're telling her to suppress her feelings. And once we suppress our feelings, then they manifest themselves in other ways. So um, it's important to talk about those things, and that's why we do those postpartum visits. Yeah, I just love that. I, I, there's so much value in helping her process her birth experience. So that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we I hinted at this a little while ago. Uh-huh. There there have actually been scientific studies that have been done on doulas. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about the results of those studies? There was a study done, uh, please don't quote me on exactly who it was or when it was done, or because I'm horrible with that. Um, but there have been studies that have been done with moms who um, had um, actually another woman in the room supporting them and moms that didn't. And it didn't necessarily have to be a doula, it's just another woman sitting in the corner supporting them. They had a better birth experience than the moms who didn't. There's something about that connection with having another woman there that has gone through that process with you or just having another woman there, period, that made these women have a better birth experience. Now, um, I will tell you that moms that are desiring to have an unmedicated birth, um, they are more effective in accomplishing that goal by having a doula because, one, um, a doula we like to labor at home for a little bit with the mother. And so if you're at home, you don't have access to pain medication. Yeah. You don't have access to an epidural. So what are you going to do? You're just going to manage it. And so that's exactly uh, what we're doing. We're managing the pain. And then once we get to the hospital, the idea is that labor's, you know, going, 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 and there's no stopping it at that point. Because a lot of times when you get to the hospital, there's lots of distractions, bells, and things are dinging, and it kind of gets you out of your element. So um, so the idea is being at home long enough to where you get to the hospital. It's just going at that point, and there's no turning back. Um, the other thing, too, is um, having a doula um, with you to help you manage that pain in a hospital setting. Um, let's just say a mom says, Oh, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. A mom that has a doula versus a mom who doesn't. So a mom that doesn't have a doula, she's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. This isn't working. This isn't working. She's going to more than likely ask for that epidural versus a mom who has a doula and she's like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. Usually what moms are saying when they say, I can't do this anymore, what they're saying is that position isn't working for me anymore. So let's try a different position. And nine times out of ten, you put them in a different position, and they can manage it a little bit better. 
so if you don't have that person there, how, you know, how are you going to figure that out? You know, you have to have someone there um, that can help you through that. And there's there's actually a really good website, evidencebasedbirth.com. Um, it, it has a, a section there. It's called the Evidence for Doulas. And I highly suggest anyone that's even considering hiring a doula to go there and um, to read up on the research about it. Yeah, I'll definitely put that link in the show notes so that those of you who are listening can check that out because the scientific studies really are quite compelling. So yeah. they're, they're mm-hmm. worth it. They are worth it to be your insurance, as Nikki said earlier. Doing yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they're yeah. proven by science to be worthy of it. Okay, <laughs> Nikki, you work with a collective of women called the Dallas Birth Doulas. Can you tell us a little bit about the collective and how it helps women and families? Yes, absolutely. Um, Dallas Birth Doulas, there are five of us, and um, we all have various um, birth stories. Uh, some of us have had unmedicated um, births. Some of us have had, you know, a C-section, and some of us have had um, VBACs, which is vaginal birth after cesarean, so, which is very helpful to um, a lot of our moms because sometimes they're looking for a doula that is experienced with a VBAC or maybe even had a VBAC herself. It's very important to them. Um, so one of the things that we do, or one of the many things that we do, uh, we offer childbirth education classes to our clients or to anyone that's in, interested in childbirth education. Uh, two of our doulas are uh, certified Lamas uh, childbirth educators, um, invaluable women. Um, and um, we also offer, um, we do like a, a mommy and baby brunch. Um, it's actually called Babies and Brunch. We just had one this past uh weekend and it was an ugly baby sweater contest that we had but um <laughs> yeah so which was really it was really really cute so uh we have events uh for our moms we also offer breastfeeding support to our mothers we offer um lactation clinics uh to you know moms that are struggling with nursing uh one of our doulas is a lactation counselor and um, we'll hold a clinic once a month, and they can just come on and bring their babies and ask as many questions as they would like, and she'll look at their latch and just ask, you know, all sorts of questions to kind of help support their breastfeeding journey. Um, we also do a lot of work in the community as well. Um, you know, a lot of it is obviously um, geared towards um, mother and baby type of organizations. Um, but we just, in general, just offer lots of support to our mothers. Um, there's kind of, we kind of do it all, actually. You know, it's it's funny. You think a doula is just, you know, someone that share, that's just there at the birth, but they're really your, or they should be your support system, you know, throughout your pregnancy and beyond. So whatever we can do for the families, that's what we do. Oh, that sounds awesome. Like, you guys really you create a community there. That's just wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so where could a mom go to learn more about you and get more information on doulas? Well, the the best place to go to get information on doulas in general is dona.org, and that's D-O-N-A dot O-R-G. Um, that's a great resource um, if you live outside of um, Texas, outside of the Dallas area, to get information on a doula. And um, if 
like let's say you live in Canada, or not Canada. Well, well, are we in Canada? I think we are in Canada. Um, but if you were in um, <laughs> Connecticut, um, because we're also international, um, if you lived in Connecticut and you wanted to do a there, uh, you can definitely go to donor.org and um, and find a doula there. Um, if you are um, in our city, which is Dallas, um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, you can go to our website, which is DallasBirthDoulas, with an S, dot com. Um, and like I said, there's five of us there. You can click on our website um, and click on any bio and um, and see who you connect with and see who you want to interview with. Um, if you want to interview with all five of us or two of us or one of us, um, the option is yours. Okay, that's awesome. So I will put that information in the show notes, and I just want to thank you so much for being here today, Nikki. I just I really enjoyed listening to you and how you work with women and the follow-up that you do. It's just been really cool. So thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it, and I love your podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nikki. I'm glad to know that I am touching mama's lives. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I just want to thank Nikki again for being a guest on the podcast. It was really great to hear from a doula exactly what she can do to help and support you during your birthing time. And I encourage you to consider a doula to help you get the support that you need during your birth. Remember, if you would like to keep up to date on the latest podcasts or the latest articles, you can do that by subscribing to the newsletter. Just go to TrustBirth101.com. That's TrustBirth101.com. You'll get the newsletter. You'll also get a guide to preparing for a natural birth and a bunch of other goodies and maybe even a discount here and there. Uh, and remember, leave it rating on iTunes if you've enjoyed this podcast or leave me feedback if you think that there's something you liked or something that you improved on. I love to hear from you and those reviews really make a big difference to help other families find the podcast. Again, leave a review if you have a minute and if you'd like to get the newsletter and get updates on the latest, then check out TrustBirth101.com. Have a blessed week and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.